Hello and welcome to Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring Shareathon. Shareathon was a great success, but we could still use your help. Please visit RedeemerRadio.com to make your donation and please share this audio with friends and family. Welcome back to day three of the Spring Shareathon of Redeemer Radio. My name is John Christensen. I'm the host for the next hour with St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. So uh, we've got with us, we've got Father Stephen Felicia, and we've got uh, Carrie Cervoni and Mary Lynn um, Pulaski. Right. All right, good. All right, lots <laughs> of practice there. So uh, so welcome to this hour. So, uh, so Father Stephen, if you'd like to start us off with prayer, and then we can dive in. Love to. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for this chance to evangelize for this wonderful station, which proclaims your word and your name over the airwaves. May it give great glory to that name, and may it serve to bring many souls into the heavenly kingdom. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father Stephen. So again, the, the number to call during this next hour, you can text the word give or you can call 260-436-9598. That's 436-9598. The last hour, we were having a little bit of trouble with the online component. So if you want to just focus on the texting or calling, that'd be great. We'd love to talk to you with your donation. And hmm. no pressure, but yesterday when I hosted two different parishes, I was two for two. So uh, so hopefully we can hit our goal today. No problem. So That's good. what we aim to please. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. And so, Father Stephen, you're kind of an expert here, right? So you do like a regular podcast. You do, you're, this is radio is like your second home, right? Oh, there's a difference between being an expo, expert and an extrovert. Uh, <laughs> I, I just show up and t- please God, someone's done all the technical work and I just start talking. And amazingly, people listen. Um, I guess they just want to see what's going to happen next or hear it anyways. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And so you brought with you today two two women who are in charge of the Kingdom Builders. Is two that lovely correct? parishioners. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. The, Thank you. The fine ladies to my right, uh, your left, mm-hmm. uh, are founding members? I don't know how to describe it. How would you describe Kingdom Builders? Could you do it for me, Karen? Well, we are chair people for St. Elizabeth. So Mary Jo Parrish of St. Vincent's, this was her um, inspiration that had been put on her heart for many years before she finally had her fiat and, um, you know, went ahead with it and started this ministry that speaks to women's hearts and um, it just has started to grow, and it's in several parishes in our diocese and even outside of our diocese. And um, we started this um, about four months ago when we started mm-hmm. our launch at our parish. That's right. Mm-hmm. The and, launch was impressive. Yeah, you guys uh, had how many people there, approximately? We had, we had a close to... Um, over 250 people, I think, yeah. for our first one. And um, we've held pretty steady, even with the, you know, the change now to springtime and, you know, people have stuff to do with their kids and everything. But it's it's just been such a blessing and such a gift to bring this ministry to St. Elizabeth. And we just have had women say that, you know, this is just what I needed and that, um, you know, it just really speaks to my heart and that, you know, women are just in adoration, in tears, because the Holy Spirit is just loving them and just, you know, speaking to their heart and, um, you know, convicting them of what they need to do next and how to grow in their faith. And so it's just been, you know, just a wonderful, wonderful experience to share in this and um, to go outside of our comfort zone 
And, you know, I've never been really a chairperson of anything in my life. <laughs> so, yeah, we just kind of thought that, you know, we were going to, um, let's bring Kingdom Builders to St. Elizabeth and we're, we're just going to go in and, you know, do the promotion and turn on the lights and it's just going to be set up for us. But, you know, that's not I think, how it I was. Think the definition of chairperson is whoever shows up first yes, is automatically you're in chairperson. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's how it went. So, Mary Lynn, what's your experience with Kingdom Builders been? What have you enjoyed most about it? Yeah, well, it's been quite an experience for me, too, and it's pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, We've had to do public speaking, which has never come easy for me. And go on Um, the radio. Yeah, Yeah, all this kind of stuff. Just push right out there to do that sort of thing. But. I think the most rewarding thing really is is seeing the responses of the women. And I think that in the beginning um, of all of this, when Carrie and I first um, started this journey, we just really had this deep desire to... We just wanted other women to experience it, too, experience the Holy Spirit in their lives and um, like we were doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. And and that's really what we're doing here at Redeemer Radio, right? Mm-hmm. Really helping people see and experience the Holy Spirit in different ways. We can't see their expression necessarily, but right. we can bring yeah. that to them. And, and that's what Redeemer Radio does and the mm-hmm. support that St. Elizabeth Ann Seton has for Redeemer Radio. Again, everybody can call or text the word GIVE to 260-436-9598. That's 436-9598. Just a reminder that any donation of over $120 will earn you a free T-shirt. It costs approximately $120 for Redeemer Radio to be on the air per hour. So uh, so just a, a little goal there for people when they make their donation to at least do $120 to receive the free T-shirt. So, um, so... Obviously, this started, or at least at, at St. Elizabeth, during during COVID. So, mm-hmm. how much of a challenge was that? How did you? Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a real challenge because um, you, you know it was hard to meet because it, you know we had to have the space and we had to you know do our distancing and talk with masks and everything. But we initially had to have a team of six to get started, and we more or less had a team of like three. So we're like, who are we going to ask? And, you know, we wanted a broad range of women in different seasons of their life and experience so we could try to, um, you know, identify with as many women of the parish as possible. And, you know, as the whole thing kind of went along, we would fret, you know, unnecessarily, and um, God would provide. And he provided so abundantly that, you know, we had 10 women. And, you know, just all beautiful women from different backgrounds and everything has just fallen into place, whether, you know, COVID or not. You know, it's like we were thinking, can we even have our first gathering in January? You know, we weren't certain because of the, you know, the restrictions of how many people can you have? And, you know, and and it just it just happened. It just all fell into place and we just are trusting that it's going to continue to fall into place. Excellent. That's great. And speaking of providing Father Stephen, I don't know if you want to, if you can see the screen, if you want to read some of the names of the donors that we've already had starting to come in. Uh, let's see here. We've got Miriam Schmitz, and it's moving. There it goes. Jason and Karen Wardell, uh, Jean Zarmtes. Are you testing me on last names? This is really fun. I've got the worst last name. If you looked at it, you wouldn't guess it. We pronounce it Felicia. Here we go, though. Mary Maxell. I'd be a terrible telemarketer. You'd hang up on me. Thomas Jert. 
Jerk sock? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rose Scranton. Rose Scranton. I got that I got one. That one. You, Bam. Go. you got it. All right. Yeah. That's great. That's Good great, job. Father Stephen. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> Wait, Did you have me do that because you didn't want to? I, I, I'm I, glad you I, didn't I, ask me I, to do that. I, I can't get angry at the priest if he mispronounces that's right. a name. Exactly. That's the power of being hosts. I can delegate as much as I want. <laughs> that's great. So, uh, so Father Stephen, so you've got a, um, a podcast, is that right, that you're oh, doing yeah. on a regular basis? No, so that's, that's why I have slight experience talking into a microphone, the, uh, other than preaching, but no, I've got the Deus Vault podcast and, and by me, I mean, Deacon Dan Kale out at St. Jude's does all the technical work and runs it and puts everything on the air. And he's like, can you come and just talk into a microphone for an hour with me? I said, yeah. And we just sit around and we chat. It's great. Came about because we were, uh, we graduated seminary together and, Long story short, I crashed two cars on my way back and forth between seminary. Both have their own intriguing details, but how it ties into this story is I didn't have a car. So I was like, Dan, can I ride back with you? He's like, sure. And we were listening out. Well, we were talking maybe six, six and a half hours. We just go. And there was an odd lull in the conversation at hour like six and a half. And it's an eight and a half uh, hour car ride, depending on how you drive. And... He's like, let me put on this podcast he's been listening to. And it was a it's a semi-famous podcast in Catholic spheres, but and, and whose name I won't mention because they're a competitor now. Not true. They've done a lot of good work. But he said he put it on and, and we listened to it. He's better at telling this story, too. And I listened to it. I said, it's OK. And he said. And we stopped and we were driving. He's like, you know, I bet we could do a podcast. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. It sounds like a lot of work. And then I stopped and I thought about it uh, and he's put on another episode. I was, I listened to part of it. I said, Dan, I said, you're right. We're way better than these guys. We could totally make it work. And then he actually held me to it. And <laughs> so I don't know. We've been, what's it called? Not on, on the stream or whatever. I don't know. Whatever the kids say these days, we've been out there on the internet for seven months, basically. Nice. And it, how often do you do it? How often are new programs? Yeah, it just depends on when schedule allows. But we have we put one out every week, a new episode every week. And uh, yeah, we just record whenever we get the chance. But we always get one out a week. Nice. And it, Deus Vault? Is that the Deus name? Deus Vault means God wills it. It was the um, battle cry of the Crusaders. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Who was it? Urban the second called for the second crusade, and then the crowd just automatically burst into Deus Vault, and so that was sort of the, the battle cry. And again, the idea is to bring God forward. That's sort of right. like our mm-hmm. our motive force in the podcast. Well, it's hard to say no when you say God wills it. When you call it that, you know, then it's hard to say oh. no. I can't do this this podcast. So. Well, and you can say it so many different ways. Exactly. Deus Vault or Deus Vault or however you want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's all sorts of inflection. The fun of radio. That's great. Well, speaking of radio, again, we're here to support Redeemer Radio for this hour with St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. You can call or text the word GIVE to 260-436-9598. And we've got more donations coming in as we speak. Keep them coming. So we've got Peter Lamaster, Michael O'Neill, Joe Weiss, Mike Edinson, David Spreen, Scarlett Sabasky. So my list was a little bit easier to read than yours. So Yeah, yeah, wait. You just were waiting. You were hanging in there. You're like, oh, yeah, I can do this, too. I can play play your game. (laughs) Exactly. So so again, so yes, we're here to support Redeemer Radio. And uh, and it's and we've got with us uh, Carrie and Mary Lynn from the Kingdom Builders uh, group, and uh, and that's just kind of started. So 
Father Stephen, what other type of things has sort of happened during this time when it's really been challenging to to kind of bridge that gap of who's in person, who's not in person? Obviously, we use technology in a lot of different oh, ways yeah. to support uh, the the sharing of our faith. Well, I mean, I was ordained, and so then in the time of COVID, which again, I have that's nothing, right. You're nothing like, you were a COVID priest. I'm a COVID <laughs> priest. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a qualifier, but the no, so. Because even even that your ordination, you, there was nobody there, right? Oh, I mean, well, no, there were people there, there, but it was it was all socially distanced. We normally it's done in the cathedral, sure. and the largest parish we have in the diocese is actually Saint Vincent de Paul. It was on just ahead of us, I think. Yes. And shout out to Father Dan Scheidt if he's listening. You can <laughs> you can call in and donate the competition. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah, but, but if we're good enough, that you ever see uh, what is it Rocky Four, where like the crowd switches sides in a boxing match between the Soviet Union and America. Never happens. Anyways, the um, <laughs> crowds don't switch size and start cheering for someone else. <laughs> Anyways, also, a majority of my podcast is a segue. The, but it was the largest parish, and so you can hold the most people. So with social yes. distancing, we could have 250 uh, folks there. Good. And so, so we had people. And my uncle came from Gary. He's a priest of the Gary Diocese. He's retired, semi-retired, and went through the ordination and... Went over to my home parish and was all socially distanced at uh, St. Teresa in Wyndale. And then, uh, gosh, I don't even know when I showed up at St. East. Do you remember, ladies? I don't. It was sometime was it in June. Summer? Oh, sometime yeah, in I June. I think it was the summer. And I, I couldn't correctly. tell you yeah. the exact yeah. date. And and then you just got to work. And, mm-hmm. and there was, I mean, I don't know what standard ministry is, to be honest with you. Uh, I would get phone phone calls from the hospital. We're right next to Lutheran. Mm-hmm. And you'd get suited up and you'd go uh, in there and, and take care of the COVID patients mm-hmm. to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, there, there are different levels of comfort with COVID. So you would still, after a couple months, go visit people in their homes and, and go to dinner or take communion, just depended on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. There are new protocols and stuff when you have to go into different nursing homes and each nursing home has their different protocol, but you'd figure that out. Uh, social distancing in church, but once the people were allowed back in, they came. And then, yeah, it's just all, all kinds of technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, <laughs> not to sound Orwellian, but you're always on camera. And so you just sort of interact with that. I don't know. The... Now, I've, en- I've enjoyed every day has been better than the last. That's, that's a That's mm-hmm. a fact. I, that's I immensely enjoy being that's a priest great. because, again, it's, it's my vocation. And when you do what God wants you to do, there is you, you can't help but be happy even in the bad times. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Well just said. can't help. Well said. Mm-hmm. And and obviously you've never met a stranger, you know, so that's a, probably all works in your favor too. <laughs> you just, again, they're just... Everybody's people, just like me. I mean, yeah. I imagine you want to talk mm-hmm. about something. Some people have seen Rocky Four. Some people have seen Rocky Five. They won't admit it, but <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but, That's great. but everybody wants to. T- everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. That's true. And and speaking of stories, we've got plenty of people that are calling in to support Saint Elizabeth Thank and their efforts God. to support Redeemer Radio. So Pam Lapsey from Speaking of Saint Vincent's called yeah, in hi, to say Pam. good job. Thank you. So way <laughs> to go. They're supporting you. You're doing a fabulous job. Uh, Simon Dragon, Arthur Geringer, Sophia Dunifin, and Terry Johns called in and said, thanks everyone at St. E's for the live streaming and the prayers for her. Uh, Randall Phillips, Dave Nyman. Again, keep those calls coming. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Very generous. God Excellent. bless you. 
Let me know if Dolph Lorgan is. Is that how you say it? Anyone remember who played Ian Drago in Rocky Four? Sorry, I'm on this Rocky Four <laughs> thing today. You're still there. We've moved on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> See, welcome to the podcast. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So the number to call again is 436-9598. You can call or you can text the word give. Uh, again, 436-9598 to keep the donations coming for Redeemer Radio as it as it hits all of our lives. So, um, so again... Uh, we've got St. Elizabeth Ann Seton here. And uh, so, so Carrie and Mary Lynn, how about, um, you know, you've welcomed obviously Father Stephen in, um, in, in June, you know, when he was, when he was ordained. Um, how has, how has parish life changed when he kind of came into the mix to uh, support oh everything else? Goodness. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Do you want to start? It's been beautiful. It's been a good roast. Yes. Yeah. Because, um, of course, we love Father Dave, but it's so neat having this very seasoned priest and then having this very young one. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's just a beautiful combination. They really balance each mm-hmm. other. Great. <laughs> we just love it. I mean, yeah. everybody is just taken to him. And um, yeah. you've all been very kind. I'll say <laughs> yeah. that. Much. Yes. That's and his good. love for the Jesus and the Eucharist. Yes. I mean, you, you can see it in the joy on his face. And in his reverence, and you just feel as if you are also there holding Jesus in your hands when he is saying Mass. And you can just feel the, um, just the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit when you're giving Mass and in your, in your preaching, in your homilies. It just, rains down on you and through Holy you spells. and your um and your words they're just they just speak to you and i have to say that you are um a gifted confessor sometimes <laughs> extremely blunt but you know many times i need that you know i really need to hear that and and reflect on that in my life so i can um make changes that i need to change i mean gently you are but but you but you don't hold back you kind of get to the point you know gently it's like blunt gently yes. blunt yeah. it's kind of more like you know i think you need to really think about this you know it's like oh. okay well you know what part of that you know, but yes, and it's very true. And, and it's just, you know, helped me to, to grow. And, um, you know, like we were talking about in our Kingdom Builders gathering last night, that when we go through challenges, that God is either rooting us or pruning us. And mm-hmm. so that's also been a big part of our journey in growing in Kingdom Builders is that, um, I think we both have felt, um, just a lot of pruning. Yes. going on in our lives that, you know, that, and um, just like the enemy not wanting this to happen mm-hmm. and just kind of been digging at us and, you know, tempting and feeling just the kind of that oppression of stuff that, you know, to fall into. And it's been really hard not to, you know, just to try to resist those temptations and just like, no, we're not going there. We're not going there. Didn't you feel this kind of the same? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and the beautiful thing about Kingdom Builders is it's also a lot given us this opportunity to offer unbound prayer to the women mm-hmm. that come. Absolutely. So we just recently started that. And that's also been a journey for Carrie and I. We yes. both have experienced healing from unbound prayer mm-hmm. So, and the ministry. So it's really developing. I think it that is. the language is becoming a little bit more familiar to mm-hmm. the, to our parish, don't you? I think I, mean, I think so. I think that you know when you, 
speak of inner healing ministry and sometimes it's called deliverance ministry, that sometimes deliverance can sound like a, you know, a scary word. Sure. But it's just, you know, something that we say every day in when we say that our father, you know, we're asking him to deliver us from evil or the evil one and um, deliver in Greek. It can also um, mean to um, kind of scoop up and rescue and then also bring um, bring to yourself. So you're rescuing from something and then bring it to yourself, which is God. So that's kind of what, you know, the deliverance ministry is that we're meant to walk in the freedom that we are given in our baptism, baptism that Christ had won for us. And many times, you know, we're wounded by our own sins and by, you know, maybe past traumas or, you know, whatever it is in our life. And, and that has left a mark on our, our soul. And we just carry that with us. No matter, you know, if we go to confession, you know, we keep with the same sins. We just stay in our same woundedness and we don't, we're not free from that. And that's what, um, you know, Unbound Prayer has given us. And, you know, we were just like, oh, gosh, if I would have only known this when I was in my um, 20s, my life would have just been so different. And so, you know, we just really wanted to share this with other people. Didn't, yeah. Don't you think, Marilyn? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, I think for me, the first time that I heard about Unbound and um, maybe some other people feel this way, too, is there... You know, I saw the book in the back of the church and I initially picked it up and I put it right back down because I thought it was for certain people. I thought it was for possessed people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what I thought. Do you think they would pick it up? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is not for me. Yeah. And then um, as Carrie and I like were seeking more um, through encounter ministries and um, and that we started to have a develop this awareness. And I somebody had mentioned to me that they had been through Unbound Prayer at St. Vincent's. So um, I did pick up the book and I read the first couple chapters and I could not believe it. I was like, wow, this applies to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're alive, this applies to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So if um and also for the first time I think it kind of made me realize it brought um I always thought of evil as being out there in the periphery. But at this point I realized it's actually, you know, it became up front and close to mm-hmm. me. You know, I realized that I was not recognizing evil for what it was. Mm-hmm. So I jumped right on the chance to um to get unbound prayer. Um I called Diane Orr and she um, prayed with me and I found a lot of, I think that the people get different things from it. Um, I think everybody feels a different level of freedom, um, but it really uncovers those areas that the evil one is working in your life. And, um, and the, I think the biggest thing that I took away at the end of my session was I just had this new deep relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the vision that I had of him during the prayer session was absolutely beautiful. And um, I just, you know, if we can give that to other women, mm-hmm. but the word needs to get out. They need yeah. to, That's everybody good. needs to sign up and, yeah. and do it because it's something that's ongoing and you can do it yourself. You yes. know, you, you can start to renounce things. There's mm-hmm. different steps to take with this. So, Well, obviously yeah. the, the women of St. <laughs> Elizabeth uh, and Seton are in good hands with the two of you leading the cause. So obviously oh. it's made a strong connection in your belief system and, and how you're sharing that. So kudos to you Thank guys. You. And, and that, that type of overall connection, again, is exactly what we're trying to accomplish with Redeemer Radio mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and why we need to continue to support it. So the number again to call is 436 436- 9598. We've had a number of 
of calls come in as we've been talking, including Andrew Parrish, Elizabeth Burkhardt, Brenda Greer, Christopher Booth. Again, 436-9598. You can text the word give or call. We're up to almost $2,500. Chris Neither, uh, I'm sorry, Chris Neither. Uh, Father Stephen can have my t-shirt. So he's, uh, that's great. <laughs> so, I wear so many t-shirts. So, exactly. So, uh, I'll wear it under my cassock. Exactly. So, uh, so lots Thanks, of Chris. support, Father Stephen. That's great. So, um, so interesting things about what Father Stephen's been able to do um, in the parish. And maybe after the break, we can talk about, we can do a little role playing with the confession. You know, nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, exactly. The, uh, <laughs> so, so we'll go to a break right now and then we'll come right back. Ooh. Welcome back to day three of the Spring share here at Redeemer Radio. I'm your host, John Christensen, and this hour we're with St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Again, the phone number to call is 436-9598. We're making great progress towards our goal of $15,000 for this hour. So keep the calls coming. And again, 436-9598. So uh, Father Stephen has talked me out of doing role-playing of confession, but he did offer afterwards to be with me in the parking lot. That's good. Yeah. I think you admit on the air. Humbling experience. Yeah, that would be. Oh, goodness. Yes. But also, that's a great compliment that that Carrie gave you in terms of your your homily. The ladies are very generous, aren't they? Again, they're very kind to their priests. I'm just waiting for the next homily on on Rocky IV. So I think it's things It might be. I'll let you know. Yeah. It's I sometimes I reference boxing and stuff. I mean, once in the army. Yeah, or just warfare in general. I mean, there was the Battle of Bella Wood that somehow worked it into the Syrio-Phoenician woman's story, but that was unique. The Battle of Bella Wood took place in 1917 or 1918 during Mm -hmm. World War I, and I saw connections there. Mm -hmm. The uh, Marines, uh, it's normally attributed they earned the nickname the Devil Dogs in that battle. And... What is it that Jesus says to the seer? Well, here comes the homily. Holy smokes. Uh, he says to her, you know, it's not right to take the food from the little mm-hmm. children and give it to the dogs. And she says, please, sir, even the dogs get the, uh, the get the scraps from their master's table. And he says, oh, woman, great is your faith. Well, anyway, so what's she doing? She's tenacious. You know, there's that canine aspect in it where she knows there's something good here and she's not letting go, even though the master is sort of like tugging on the bone to see if if she'll let go. And she doesn't. And he automatically rewards her in that respect. And the Marines have a sort of, I don't know how I made that work. Holy smokes. That's <laughs> a, that's a, speaking of the Holy Spirit, that yeah. must have been what it was. But it, it, it really worked well. So as things come up in homilies, you might hear Rocky for once in a while. Well, they can all look forward to it. That's great. So, uh, so, okay, well, here's Father Dave. So he's come through. He's got his donation. He can't join us today, but uh, but he's got his donation. Hey, That's Dave. great. Nicely done. That's our pastor at play. Good and, work. And the back office did some research and Father Stephen came June 23rd. So there you oh, go. So that's, go. A, that's official. At so, your service. It was there June. You, you were right. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, that wasn't automatic, right? You you went home first, right? You were living with your oh, parents for a little while. Well, no, no then... actually, I didn't go back to my folks. Huh? The um, So, COVID happened. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And I rode home back with Dan Kale. And uh, still no car. And the, uh, <laughs> I got one now. But the, uh, it's a little Ford Fiesta and has about the same amount of horsepower as a sewing machine. But the, uh, but I ended up at uh, Father David Violi's parish down in Bluffton, uh, St. Joseph's Parish. So shout out to the people in Bluffton. You guys are all wonderful, all of you. And, and we spent that home and we wrapped up the semester via Zoom. And 
And once all that was done, I, I saw my folks every once mm -hmm. in a while. But that's that's basically where I was. So it was good. And then in June 6th, I was ordained, right. which was, I'm a minor historian. I, I find this stuff interesting. And that's D-Day. And then also I was in the mm -hmm. army. And mm -hmm. that, that day my, has- That's my wedding anniversary too on no D-Day. So there you go. Wow. Here. That's, <laughs> I know. I don't know what that means. Do you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. We'll see if my wife calls in with a donation. Oh, you know, I, need, I might say everything. I need to see you after this about confession. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But no, no. So it, the month of June was was good. It's, I mean, I don't know. It, speaking of marriage, I imagine it, it has a similar kind of experience. You're a little nervous, and but then your feet are on the ground, and you don't pass out, and you keep going, and and suddenly, you know, you're you're sealed for the rest of your life. There you go. That's a good deal. There you go. And speaking, you brought up the the military earlier, so mm -hmm. thanks for that transition, Carrie. So you've had quite an experience in the military before becoming a priest. Is that right? Oh, that was a thing that happened. Yeah. No. Going through I, West Point, the whole deal. Yeah. No. So you know about that. Okay. So I was. I. Long story short, uh, September 11th happened in 2001. I was a sophomore in high school, and my dad. Uh, he he really fits the the descriptor as like quiet patriot, and he taught me to love my country. And so I took the attacks personally, and I I went home. It was a couple months later, and it didn't happen the same day. And I said, "What do you think about me joining the army right out of high school?" And he looked at me, and he said, "You'd be a better you'd be a better officer than you would enlisted." So I said, "Okay." And my I had a really good history teacher, and and he had talked about West Point during the Civil War portion of the class. So I was in the back of my head and I looked into it and I applied myself and I got in amazingly. And after four years of that, I ended up in the army. I was a field artillery officer, which is where I got my love for St. Barbara, patron saint of the field artillerymen. And I was, I, I January, 2000, January 1st, 2009, I was in Alaska and it was negative 56 degrees. Mm, and warm. then February, Toasty. February 17th, I was in Afghanistan and it was not negative 56 degrees. And, and, and it was just like this sudden transition into, yeah, tip of the spear kind of world. And I learned a lot about myself. Praise God. God allowed me to learn a lot about mm -hmm. myself. He has a way of doing that. Yeah, he does. He throws <laughs> us into like difficult situations yes. all the time, ladies. Mm -hmm. And... Five years went by. I got out and I threw myself on the mercy of the bishop with everything that I'd learned. And, and here I sit before you in the mic and at your service and in your service, ladies. Again, these ladies do so much. Again, the grace of God, you know, he, he, he can give it any way he wants. One of the ways he likes to do it is to have good holy women like the ones off to my right here who, who pray who pray for vocations, who pray for priests, who pray for just children, people going through hard times. And again, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Mm -hmm. And Kingdom Builders gathers 250 or three in his name, and they gather and they pray. And it's been groups like this that have been just drenching this diocese mm -hmm. in grace. And this mm -hmm. is just another great gift that, again, that the laity are giving. Yeah, and I think it trickles through families, too. Oh, yeah. That, you know, when... Um, women, you know, moms, sisters, daughters, granddaughters, grandmothers, you know, when hearts change, then, um, you know, and minds are transformed, then um, marriages are changed and parent relationships are changed. And it just it just spreads. It just affects and just permeates. 
It's absolutely well said. And speaking of permeations, we've got more people coming in. So Mark Trout, uh, Donald and Florence Malk, uh, Mike Winker, and we're at 35, 36 pledges, 37 pledges. And there's an extra bonus. Um, If we get to 55 pledges, there'll be a $1,000 bonus to add to the mix. So so Marianne Klafke donated and says, good luck. And thanks for all the ministries, Carl Rolfson. So again, excellent support as we are well on our way to hitting our goal for the for the hour. So shout out to Father Stephen to say we're glad to have you here and thank you for all you do in all the great homilies. Yes. Oh, more fans of homilies, so that's People great. So, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. God bless you all. Even that's if they're great. just a wee bit long. <laughs> no I way. can't stop. I can't, I can't <laughs> turn it off. Exactly. We've got to be able to turn off the mic. No, right? that's at right. We, time, everybody's so just like mesmerized. mesmerized. She's not yeah. wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> We're supposed to speak the truth, right? No, and that's exactly okay. what I want. No, no, no. No, they're perfect. I mean, you're just mesmerized. She's A lot of detail and we need Yes. And I talk and like, it, some days you're like, oh, that went on. Wait. What was it Fulton Sheen said? He said, you want them to say, oh, I wish that could have gone on another hour rather than he had three good places to stop. <laughs> Anyways. <Yeah. laughs> True. That's great. Yes, We've got yeah. another donation from Nick Yak. And the number again, 436-9598, 436-9598. You can call or text the word give. A $120 donation uh, gets you a free T-shirt as well. So, uh, so again, keep those keep those calls coming. So, but again, to reiterate, to go back to what you were saying, Carrie and Mary Lynn, I think Saint Elizabeth has a long history of lay leadership mm-hmm. and people coming together and and really taking. So, not just following the lead of what the priest says to mm-hmm. do or not to do, but but really making it your own. Yeah, and and that's what we're called to. We're yes. not called to just you know show up and sit in the pew mm-hmm. once a week. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, that's how God designed is to work through all of us. You know, we're thinking of just in today's reading with Ananias, you know, he's, um, Uh. the Lord is converting Saul to Paul in a very powerful experience, but he could have just done it like, boom, you know, Saul, you're Paul and it's all done. But he chose also to find a disciple, a believer, you know, just a man, Ananias, and just gave him another vision to, you know, Ananias, yes, Lord, you know, I want you to go to Saul and you're going to do this and say this. And, you know, he's like, what? You know, you mean the guy who's like killing and persecuting Christians? All right, Lord, I'll do it. And he went, God chose him to go and be the ones to lay hands on Saul to, um, you know, release him from his spiritual and physical blindness and to, to have him filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's, it's you know, we're called. So speaking of homilies, I think we've yeah. got some competition here. I think Carrie's <laughs> doing a fabulous job. I'm just going to steal their material. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do. But no, they're exactly right. The yeah. Again, you're, Ananias is just, he's in and out of the story, to be quite honest with mm-hmm. you. That's his only appearance. And and you're exactly right. His response is, I love how God is, is he never forces us to do anything. Yeah. And he simply, he's, he's like, wait, when is, wait a second, Lord. And he literally talks back to him. And he's mm-hmm. like, do you, I don't think, I know who you are, are you but sure? do you know who this guy is? Yeah, I don't like, think so. And he's like, just, just yeah. shut up and, and yeah. go. Do what I say. Yeah, and I, and, and I will show, and he sort of reassures him when he says, you know, and I will show him what he has to suffer yeah. for the sake of the name. And then he goes in and he does his thing. And that's all God wanted. Yeah. And it's even, you jump back to um, 
the deacon Philip when he's making converts in Samaria. Right. And it starts out because, well, it starts out because Saul started the persecution. But then God says through the angel, he sends an angel. He could have just said it directly. But he even mm-hmm. wants to use angelic beings. Right. He loves this this. He loves the diversity of mm-hmm. his creation, and he loves to use each individual to mm-hmm. include the angels. And he's like, you tell him this. And then once he meets the um, Ethiopian eunuch, he he immediately, then it's the spirit that starts talking, right. not the angel. So there's all these different different mm-hmm. players because God loves to use each and every one of us. Yeah. 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 Every person's got a story. Every mm-hmm. person has a story. And, and a fact, purpose. Speaking yes. of a story and a purpose, we've got uh, Jason and Janine Close uh, calling out for the school, too. So this pledge is an appreciation of St. E's getting the doors open and for the school staff and for keeping the school going yes. during this past year. Hey, all right. As well as Mark Landrigan. So, again, the, the, the pledges keep coming in. The phone number, again, is 436-9598. You can call or text the word GIVE, 436-9598. Gregory and Cynthia Wertner as well. So keep those pledges Great. coming. Again, as a reminder that if we get up to 55 pledges, then we'll get a $1,000 bonus to this hour. So uh, this. so keep going yeah. with the, the, the church called in. So again, we're, I'm not sure where we are towards that 55, but we're getting there slowly but surely. So every call helps. $1,000 bonus if that happens, 436 95 So speaking of the school, let's talk a little bit more about the school. So obviously... Um, Lots of good things happening at the school. I don't know, Father Stephen, if you've been able to, if that's kind of part of your role at the, at oh, yeah. the to no. uh, stay so, connected. So it's an interesting kind of thing. I just sort of fall into it. But teachers will send emails or come talk to me and they'll say, hey, we want to cover this topic. We want to cover um, confession, say, or the mass. Or can you come talk about the Crusades? Can I talk about the Crusades? <laughs> the, uh, and, I and think, they're... can you talk? I think that's, the, uh, that's uh, you know, once they say that, then the rest is yes, right? So, <laughs> yeah. well, you invited me to a radio show. What do you want me to do? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Sit here and look pretty. No one would see that. But the, um, but the, but no, so you get invited in and honestly, it's, you just go in and, and you're with the kids and I kind of do this and and I explain to them. Sometimes I have pictures and sometimes I write things on the board. But aside from that, you just talk to them like human beings and and that seems to get through. So praise God. So I, I teach somewhat. And then, you know, obviously you, you, there's the children's masses and that's normally where I go a little long. Uh, yeah. I don't know why that is. Anyway, yeah, nobody, no idea. I'm not going to give an answer. I, that's your Rocky Four yeah. right there. The kids yeah. I have yet to stumble into a movie reference. Truly, go. like that's just something I do in my off hours. But the uh, then you know you, you provide all the other sacraments to the kiddos, and sometimes you you sit down and you have conversations with the uh, with the students and the principal and different things like that. But. You know, I, I, I'm blessed because as your parochial vicar, I don't have to worry about all the, the intricacies of, you know, say logistics or finance. All I all I have to do is 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 the fun part of the job, exactly. which is provide the the sacraments and, and the conversation points. Mm-hmm. And again, and they're good kids. Holy smokes, are they happy mm-hmm. children? And you sit down and, you, and they're so smart and they have good questions and you love that sort of back and forth every Everyone loves a good conversation. I keep circling back to that. I, I'm, I'll, I'll say that's the Holy Spirit. We'll leave it at that. There you but go. no, I love that's the school, great. man. It's that's a great, great gift. Mm-hmm. That's great. And we've got, uh, so speaking of all the gifts that we've been receiving, so again, for as we support Redeemer Radio in this hour, we've got 
Uh, we've got, let's see, Tony Gray, Janet Todd, Greg, and Bridget Dar. So looks like we're up to about 45 pledges. So we need just 10 more to get the $1,000 bonus. Again, 436-9598. So Father Stephen, speaking of schools, yeah. um, so it's my understanding that you first sort of heard the plant of the seed of preset in third grade. So, Jeez, so Pete, you guys are good. We're who your spies. <laughs> it's Andrea, so isn't it? <laughs> whatever it takes. Anyway, whatever it takes. Jeez. No, I was in... Have you guys heard this story? I no, have not. No? I'm not. Oh, I'm not. okay. Well, first time for everything. Yeah. The, no, I was in third grade and I was playing with my Ninja Turtles and it was indoor recess. And I, I had said before in second grade, so I'm told... Uh, that I wanted to be a priest, but I had also said things like I want to be an astronaut or I want to be a garbage man or I want to be whatever. So I don't hold that one as, as all that binding. But the but in third grade, and wow, this is also a very spirit-heavy conversation, but I was literally just playing with my toys and I didn't hear a voice or anything. I just sort of knew like, oh, I'm supposed to be a priest. And again, and that was just it. And I literally went back to playing with my toys because – what was I supposed to do with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was in third grade. I couldn't do anything with that. Yeah. And so that was that was always always present. And then in eighth grade I had second thoughts. And it was, you know, who knows in third grade what they were supposed to do with their life. I said to myself, I was maybe uh I was service oriented. I was a Boy Scout and uh, my parents used to be police. And which is funny, given the fact that my godmother was bounced on the knee of Al Capone, which is yeah. another story. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it's a it's a funny family history. And 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 my and so I said, well, maybe I'll be a police officer like my like my mom or my dad, or maybe I'll be in the army or something. Maybe I'll be a priest, you know, when I'm all retired or something like that. You know, in my sixties, put it off, give God a chance to change his mind because he does that, and he doesn't. It's <laughs> a secret. He doesn't change. He doesn't have to. The and then, as I already mentioned, uh, everything started working out. So in Afghanistan, this is how it got to the forefront of my mind from way back when. Again, if I'm, I'm so thick-headed. You probably picked this up from all the movie references that if God doesn't put something like right at the forefront of my brain, I'll miss it. And, and we were six months into the deployment, a very kinetic area. We were on the border with Pakistan, about 15 kilometers away. It's a crossing point for the enemy, Harkani and Taliban. And... And it was just a very, very kinetic place. And I woke up one day and I'd been scared before because we saw all kinds of stuff almost every week. And if they missed us one week, they tried to make up for it the next. And it occurred to me for the first time that I could be killed. And, and I stopped with that. It was quiet. It, it had, someone hadn't refilled the generator because normally there's this in the background constant. And someone hadn't done that. So was, I'm sure they were rushing around refilling it. I sat up in my cot and that thought struck me that something could come through the roof and turn me inside out mm. and I would not go home and and I would never be a priest. And that was the thought that hit me was he might have called me to be a priest. And this was like clear as day. But but he didn't say I would live to be a priest. Like, so what am I doing? Not what he asked me to do. Not that there was anything wrong with what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but But I just wasn't following his plan for me. And... So I said a very honest prayer and I was negotiating with God. I thought I had a good position. I said, look, I can't be a priest if I'm dead. <laughs> and I said, you need priests. And <laughs> so so you can clearly see my thick-headedness. That's good logic. And Oh, yeah. No, I, was, <laughs> I thought I had a good yeah. position. And I said to him, I said, look, I said, as soon as, and I meant this, I did mean this, as I wasn't trying to game him, uh, as, as soon as 
this is over and I, I've paid the army back, I had five years to go, I will look into the priesthood. I will. I promise. I said, but you have to get me out of here alive. And I made the sign of the cross and I went to work and I came back with all my fingers and toes, mm-hmm. all my canonical digits. And and I meant it. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I really wanted to do whatever it was he was asking me to do. Mm-hmm. And to go back to that initial point, when you start you know, late in life, have I loved mm-hmm. thee, St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't remember which one of you ladies said basically that. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you start to make discoveries about yeah. the spiritual life, you're like, why didn't I know this before kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it leads to such a deep, deeper happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just peace. Oh, yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. a wild gift. Yeah. Did you have to wait five years then to well, four and a half? I oh, mean, waiting. Yeah. I mean, I kept busy. The, <laughs> <laughs> the army doesn't exactly no, let, you, let wait. you wait. <laughs> well, sometimes you hurry up and wait. No, yeah. there you, go. you know the expression. I do. Well, I was in the army, too. Oh, well, yeah. Have yes. you told me that? And I beg pardon. I, if you I did. don't know. I may have. I don't know. So army awesome. nurse. So let, let's do a reminder of the yeah. phone number and then let's hear the story about the <laughs> army nurse. So again, 436-9598. We need about nine more pledges to get the $1,000 bonus. So uh, we've got Greg and Bridget Dar. Got Vanguard Charitable for Dan and Linda Landrigan. Thanks, Dan so, and Linda. Again, we're getting we're getting closer and closer. So uh, So again... Where I see people are typing in entries now, so uh, so hopefully that nine. Let's see, Patricia Poinsett pledge. Shout out to Father Stephen and Father Dave, praying for them, and thank Aww. you for all you do. So again, eight, eight more pledges for the one thousand dollar bonus. Let's get those calls in. We've got about six more minutes to get nine pledges. So uh, so let's bring it in. But with that, Carrie, so you were spent some time in the military as I well. I did not, not probably quite as long as you did, but. It was in the 80s, right out of college, and um, so I went into the Army. It's not necessarily a story I'm proud of, of my journey, but I had a serious boyfriend in college, and he was going to um, school at Stanford, and so I really wow. wanted to have a, you know, get a job in California, but it was very hard at that time without experience and everything, so... The army recruiter said, I'll get you to California. <laughs> did you believe him? I did. Oh and he did. Gosh. Oh, no way. Uh, honestly. So I Great. I um, was stationed at the Presidio of San Francisco while it was still a thing. And um, just a, a beautiful location. It was like right on the property by the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we would give report in the um, early morning, 7 a.m. And, you know, just see this, the sun rising. And it was, it was just beautiful. But it was a... Um, growing and humbling and learning experience, especially as a 22-year-old. And um, I did end up breaking up with that boyfriend, and, but I did meet my husband. There you so go. So that was meant to be. Yeah. And God makes all arrangements. That's right. That's great. Those are those are great stories. And those lives of service uh, really, really are a testament to uh, to what a, faith, a faith-filled life is as well. I think it's, it's excellent kind of connection in terms of what we do and why we do it and how we support things like Redeemer Radio to really plant that seed and help us hear God's word in many different ways. So again, the phone number is 436 95 98. As we have four more minutes to get six more pledges, I believe, if my math is right, to hit the 55 and uh, and get that $1,000 bonus. Again, 436-9598. Gerald Pulaski and Louise Hoffman, thank you very much for your pledges. So uh, one other thing about that that journey, it's very humbling to hear that how 
you kept with that theme from third grade all the way through uh, your experience at West Point and other other ways. I, I read somewhere too about. Uh, your mom saying something like it's easier to go from soldier oh. to priest than a priest to soldier. <laughs> yeah, Is that no, right? We call Mom's that, brilliant. Uh, we call that the reverse Colby. The uh, So St. Maximilian Colby, right. who I also have a devotion to. Saints. I love saints. Mm-hmm. The uh, he, his, he wanted to – he was looking at the priesthood and he felt the call to, to go join an army. And so he was actually going to sneak away and his mother found out and she went over to his – to the school. She says, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm going to go sign up and join the army. She says, no. She said, you'd be a better priest. And so he said, okay. And he listened to his mother and off he went. Well, again, mom, mother's no best. And <laughs> in agree. my case, again, mm-hmm. I had done zero prep for the priesthood. I really had. I looked at her one day because it was always there. And again, I'm, I'm almost into West Point at this point. And, but I looked at her, I said, what do you think about me like shelving this whole thing and looking in the priesthood? Well, again, like zero prep, none. For it, and everything had been oriented towards towards the academy, and and she she said those magic words. She said it's easier to go from being a soldier to a priest than being a priest and going to a soldier because she knew I wanted to be a soldier. And but she immediately began this. I didn't know until I'd gotten out of the army and was in seminary. She told me this. She says, "Oh yeah." She says, "I started a devotion to Maximilian Colby because mm. she knew that story." Mm-hmm. And she started praying to St. Maximilian Colby to get me to the priesthood if it be God's will. Oh wow. Yeah. That's great. Mom, and that, that mom's goes no back to family yes, point exactly. that was yes. just made earlier and things yeah. like that. And That's moms great. do a lot of praying too. Holy yes. smokes. Yes, <laughs> they do. Let's pray for just one more caller to hit that 55. We're at 54. So thanks again to Tom and Linda Castaldi. So Tom's right here helping us out today mm-hmm. at Redeemer Radio. So we need just one more. If we get one more one caller, more. I will I will make my pledge of one hundred and twenty dollars. Oh, awesome! So you can get another another T shirt too. That's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Sign so, me up. <laughs> you belong, Father Stephen. That's great. Those are the magic uh, magic words on the T shirt this year. So again, one hundred and twenty dollar oh, minimum uh, gets you a free T shirt. Oh, you belong. You belong. Exactly. Gotcha. You belong. So. Uh, so we're at we're at nine thousand two hundred and twenty two dollars. We'll get one more pledge, and then we can uh, then we can get a one thousand dollar bonus and get ourselves over ten thousand dollars. So this has been a really good hour that we can spend with Saint Elizabeth and really hear all the exciting things that are happening. Well, wonderful. No. So yes, one's coming in right now. I think we might be hitting this uh, this number fifty five. We so wait we'll with bated breath. Exactly. So. Uh, we did hit 55. Oh, there so it is. Excellent. Yay. Sorry. That's, yeah. that's great. So, I can't uh, so drive congratulations. <laughs> We're, we hit the, the goal of 55 pledges Wonderful. to get that extra bonus. So, Wonderful. good job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and more are coming. So, you can continue to pledge all day today. So, again, on day three of our Spring Sherathon uh, support for Redeemer Radio, again, 436 9598. And again, thank you to Carrie and Mary Lynn and Father Stephen. Excellent time today. Oh, it was yeah, really thank great you so to meet you. Thank you, thank you so much. It. Absolutely. Wonderful things happening in St. Elizabeth. And uh, and we look forward to seeing more and more things as, as uh, Kingdom Builder grows and we families grow. And <laughs> thank you very much. Thank, thank you, John. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this hour of Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring Shareathon. Please keep us in your prayers, and if you're able to support the mission, visit RedeemerRadio.com to make a monthly or one-time donation. And if you're looking for more great podcasts, check out SpokeStreet.com.